<laughs> well, I can't be half dressed. I've, got, I've either got to be, I've got to be fully numbed up, or I've got to be. Because your persona changes. You can never catch Superman halfway through a costume change. There are dire warnings that New South Wales will be hit by increasingly extreme weather. 2015 was the hottest year since climate records began. Your show this July was the single hottest month in recorded history. Australia swallowed through its hottest spring on record. Climate change is now affecting every country on every continent. The rate is a great concern. And what do you put that rate down to? Oh, it's human activity. We have everything we need. Some still doubt that we have the will to act. But I say the will to act is itself a renewable resource. I stuck a lot. Uh, good shot. That was, that was good. That was. And, and uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's. The, I think the best part about what we do and even even standing up there and talking about all that information in the context that we were mm -hmm. with all those parents and all those kids you know that that's not the done thing so, yes. so it's really nice to be agitating and um Getting disturbing first. disturbing yeah. the status quo definitely You're actually talking about this stuff yeah that's really really good hello and welcome to episode 66 of climactic I'm Mark, and I'll be your host today. Or rather, I'll be your host a year ago. You see, this is Climactic's most recent episode, but it's also one of our earliest recordings. And very nearly, it ended up as a lost recording. Because even though this is an interview with Costa Georgiadis, who's an award-winning and beloved personality, this was the first time I'd ever recorded an interview with anyone. And I didn't really know who Costa was. So this was recorded in the Green Room, also known as A Room, at the 2018 Ballarat Begonia Festival. It was recorded on one mic, and I'm embarrassed to admit I didn't know how to shut up and let my guest answer a question. And really the only reason that this is seeing the light of the day, despite how amazing my guests were, Costa and Dirt Girl, is the work of a new member of the Climactic Collective, Ace editor Reese Gray. Reese has only recently joined our group, but already I owe him hugely for this. A recording that I thought was unlistenable, he managed to salvage. And I'm so glad to be bringing you this chat with Costa Georgiadis and Marie Lowe's, aka Dirt Girl, for you now. And you're about to hear me ask how long Costa had been hosting the ABC Gardening radio show. Because I didn't realize ABC gardening was a thing that happened on television. So new to Australia, I was. So please, when you hear that, just laugh at me rather than cringing, because I'll be cringing hard enough for all of us. Thanks. Enjoy. All right, you're the expert. You've been doing this radio show, Gardening Australia, for six years now? For uh, yeah, so... A, a uh, while. ABC TV since 2012. And yep. then before that... I was on SBS, yes. which is a concurrent uh, national broadcaster, but it started off as the um, ethnic broadcasting station, ethnic and indigenous broadcasting station, um, and so I was on there for four years as well. So wow! So uh, you're you're 
background in broadcasting goes back quite a ways. Uh, yeah, well, I, funnily enough, it's sort of grown. You know, suddenly it's 10 years or more, and you just think, whoa, that's, that's um, yeah, yeah. It's building up a bit of And you look back and you're like, state. wow. And you think, yeah, yeah, I started with, with, with you know, this level of, of exposure and this level of, of um, reach, and, and yeah. now that's grown and continues to sort of ebb and flow in terms of the styles of media and the changes with media yep. and having to, to shift along. and adapt yep, to, to different um, media platforms now. And Absolutely. You either shift and adapt or you, you, you just die. dissolve. Yep. That's right. um, so, but, but you are relevant. You do have quite a bit, big following, and so you personally, you're out there promoting composting, sustainable lifestyles. You, you personally have a strong belief that we are affecting the climate, and things are, are yeah. getting worse, and there needs yeah. to be action taken against that. Yeah. What was kind of the moment for you when, when that kind of clicked in your head, and you realized that business as usual in society was harmful to the planet? Um, I suppose I, I started to get really affected by it when I used to. Um, when I was working in landscaping and you'd go to the tip to take your green waste and you would see truck after truck after truck mm -hmm. coming in off the morning suburban run yes. and tipping, tipping their loads into a subsurface hopper where there was a truck underneath That's right. and you would see what was coming in there and when you put that into context and say that's happening every day hundreds and hundreds of trucks and then you I'd see those trucks driving off to landfill west of the Great Divide because we and don't have any site. more space yes and out to Orange and you know what out to these other places and and then you see people pulling up with their trailers and throwing all of these valuable resources and then I think the bit that struck me was when you just saw that compacted just go crush 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 yeah. and same at council cleanups when you see all these perfectly good things on the street just right. get crushed by the compactor into this mishmash of mm -hmm. useless material That's right. that then goes to landfill. That that kind of it's a gradual kind of process, that, but those that, are the things you that remember. reality struck me, and, yeah. and it made it very aware in my consciousness that mm -hmm. we need to do something better here. Very and good. that you know, just recycling green waste is you know when all that's happening. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm pushing up a short creek there. Yeah, it's, because in it's the a meantime, the, bucket, the river, the river is just flowing every day, and that's one waste transfer station. And there's six of them in Sydney. Yes, so six of those every day, churning that volume of material. Right. That you can't go to sleep and just go, oh well, oh, that's right. It doesn't matter. No. And so, you know, in my capacity now as an environmental educator. Mm -hmm. um, outside of the show mm -hmm. um, but with the show as well being able to put these messages out there and the good thing about gardening is that it is very much a Trojan horse yes um, everyone has an angle on gardening even if they're not a gardener you know they'll have a story about a plant or they'll have a story about a bird or have a story about their chickens when they were young or their grandparents Some taught them this or their parents space. taught them that yeah so when I think about that I realize that we have a hook into everyone. Absolutely. And the more conscious we are of the way we tell those stories, then the less we offend people with a zealot approach. Definitely. And the more you can just expose them with a, with a, a, a practical solutions-based way Absolutely. rather than just, you know, I mean, there's, there's massive... There's massive messages being going out from the the the, the 
the on the impacts on, on the realities of the change. Mm-hmm. Um, but but easy to be overwhelmed by that. Overwhelmed. You can focus and then, on the and then what happens that. is when where, if you start to point the finger and say you know we're creating this and we're creating that, then what you're sort of doing is saying to people, oh, you know the way you live and what you do, and and suddenly you become higher up. Mm-hmm. in terms of the, 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 the mountain and the message. Yes. And then when people see that, they become dissonant and they go, oh, you know, who are you to be telling me what to do? And then what they actually do is not necessarily, they don't only not take it on board, they become resistant to it. Yes. And then they actually fight back. Yes. So, so then you've we, lost them and you end up with this denial. And, mm-hmm. and then people go out and consciously look for denial statistics to back up their dissonant position. Definitely. So if we if we step back and actually remember that what we want to do is constantly give people practical ways to overcome these problems, hook it back to their reality, hook it back to you will save money by doing this, you will help your children by doing this, not sort of you're screwing the world, you're adding to the problem, you must do this. It, it's the message the message is all the same, but it's just mm-hmm. how we how we package it. So you know my opportunity to package it through Get Grubby TV is brilliant because you see all the parents there with the kids. So Dirk Girl and myself and Scrap home. Boy, you know, we yeah. bring the the, 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 the the children there with yeah. the grandparents and with the parents and everything and then they hear that song. You know, even one of the one of our organisers here. You know, I walked in this morning and she was saying, you know, um, um, hanging in the backyard, doing nothing too hard. So that song, we earworm. farm earworms. Yeah. And if we can farm earworms through our music, then that goes into the adults, it goes into the kids, and they start doing what they're singing, even if they don't necessarily fully understand yes. what those lyrics are. So right. you, you know, when when Huey Eustace, who wrote the song. Um, get down get dirty you know i go into a rap and i say turn off that screen get yourself unclean there's a whole new paradigm and you don't need a neon sign embrace a change make a shift it's time for everyone to lift so spread the word make some noise all the mums and dads all the girls and boys you listen to that and that message is through (laughs) that message is through every movie you think about supersize me you know any any of the big top messages chasing ice Chasing yes. Ice, amazing, amazing, amazing. That that was another one that knocked one me moments. out of the ballpark. Yeah. Because when you see when you see a shearing iceberg the size of double the size of Manhattan Island, mm-hmm. you go, that is that is serious, right? Absolutely. And, and for any denial, you just show them that movie, and you go, yeah, there, there's some reality, but I don't have to jam it down your throat. Nope. So if we use that platform, the music platform, the kids are singing it, it becomes part of their consciousness. So, so they actually support it without even realising, but the parents have got the earworm in their head, and so if they start... And the kid in their ear as well telling them... You know, to turn off it. that screen. You know, we know the stats. We know that, you, you know, we, we, we need to get kids outside and get them involved with, with um, you know, more green time, less screen time, all of those. Mm-hmm. But if you can put in a song and then the kids are tapping away that in their head when they go outside and they go into the garden because we've just played Rod or Not... And then they know, and then we can get people not having liners in their bins because they're not putting the food scraps in there. They can leave the bin lid open and have a look at what goes in there. You know, that's more valuable than Definitely. Than, than anything else because we have to change from the suburbs back. Yes. Because that's where the, the consciousness and the consumption uh, and the consumption consciousness is grown. That's right. So we either that's grow right, a different one with the well. families yep. or grow the same. Yes, and that, yeah. that's where that opportunity to change is, yeah. you know, in, in a media sense, 
is, is brilliant because that message, you know, I'm going to go out and talk talk now to to um, the, to the people and the about the room, yep. grow and water and the role of water and how I can thread that water back through bird watching. I can thread it into into biodiversity. I can thread that message into you need to hit into bonsai. I can thread into cacti and succulents yeah. and getting involved with a society like that and firing them up. Um, I, I I say to kids when I'm talking to high school kids, there's not a topic in the newspaper that you couldn't tie back to sustainability, um, attitude, and change. Absolutely. And that could be anything from a political topic to a sport topic or whatever. There's a message in there. And, yeah, I think the biggest thing we can do is tell stories Definitely. with, with, a, with a, an edge and a slant and a freshness mm-hmm. that engages, that entertains, but most of all informs. <laughs> see a lot more people in Australia start to emulate what you're doing and sort of getting these the actual actionable topics pulling them out of that broader conversation repackaging them as good media for the kids and filtering it up that way you know Paul and the Laverne from Grampian Central West I mean that's what they're doing with their the superhero program. smart schools mm-hmm. and and um, and 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 all of the different things whether it's having a um, uh, repair cafe or whether it's boomerang bags mm-hmm. you know rather than just keep saying to people stop using plastic bags stop using plastic bags here's the people are sick of being bombarded yeah. they're, they're overwhelmed with information yeah. any information we share can't be just another brick in the wall no. because they're just over it they're Definitely. bombarded we, we get you know there's media coming at us everywhere on our on our tablets on our phones on the bus you, you go to, go to fuel and there's a TV there jamming Showing stuff you down your gob yep. you go to a restaurant the TVs are on like our biggest challenge is not that people don't know this stuff it's how to get their attention mm-hmm. and you know attention now two minutes is gone with the wind that's right that's a long that's a long message definitely and so you're saying that the media game really is the place where we can get this message out and actually get action taking places is by being good at that media is not people aren't going to stop watching this content we just have to be better than the crap that yeah we promoting that conscious yeah. consumerism. Yeah. So you've been in a lot of places, you've, you know, you're working in big media here in Australia. Are the effects that are coming about because of what you're doing and what other people are doing, are, are you quite hopeful about it? Oh. Well, Dirk and I were talking, you know, just when you see hundreds and hundreds of kids turning up for a show where we're talking about rot or not, uh, how to get ready to get grubby, how to build a compost lasagna, and they all stayed there, you, yeah. you know. That that's that's a big sign, and and the kids were coming to see that, you know. And they were talking about the grubby bucket and talking about the messages that we've got crafted through, you know, a beautifully written series. Then you look at the schools programs where people are doing that. You look at community gardens and the changes across councils wanting to give people. Well, there's still polarity. There's some that don't, but mm-hmm. the councils that are giving giving freedoms and, and guidelines so people can grow food in their streets and, and and create community gardens and and build this awareness and and you know and and Beck's Beck's worth with granny skills and grandpa skills like that sort of saying yeah let's let's rediscover this simple way of living that everyone's looking for. 
that are slowly waking up and saying, hey, we've been sold up a river yes. in terms of this consumption, mm-hmm. and now we're being told we're bad. When mm. we're, we're, and, and, you no. know, all these messages, we, we've got to step away from the bad right. and just say, hey, remember. And, and when you do something like that and bring up, oh, remember how your grandma used to do that, that creates a resonance to the heart. And when we connect with the heart, then that sticks and people will see that through. And, and the stuff that, that she's talking about in terms of, you know, taking the abundance and, and preserving it or conserving it or, or pickling it or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, all these different options or making homemade, homemade recipes for, for cleaning and, you know, those sorts of things turn it, turn it on its head and, and give people a chance to say, all right, I'll take a little bit of control back. And only has to be a little bit. And, and if, if I get one message through to people about their keep cup mm-hmm. or about starting a worm farm mm-hmm. that the kids then do or a grandparent does for the grandkids, then you know that their sphere of influence is going to take that into a world. And then the domino effect kicks in and we don't know exactly how far our work can reach. You can become a climactic supporter at our pausable link in the show notes. Thank you. Um, because I don't know, we just we reuse, we recycle, um, especially scrapware. He loves doing that. We use old stuff and and make new stuff out of it and turn trash into treasure. I grow my own food. We go to the markets and buy fresh produce. I have a farm gate stall. Um, it's just yeah, it's how we roll. It almost just sounds like 1930s Australia. Like it's not even that much of a fiction. Like it just yeah, sounds well, crazy to us now. Yeah, that's why um, meeting Beck, uh, meeting yeah, yeah, Beck yeah, from Beck, yeah. Granny Skills is really cool because yeah, it makes so much sense to me. It's a lot of crossover in that space. Totally. It's like oh, my superhero was my nan. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, I had to make one. So yeah. how, how about Dirt Girl's nan? Did she teach her these things? Are these passed down? In yeah, this? I guess. Well, you know, we sort of, it's a funny thing. I don't really have, we don't really have elders in mm. Dirt Girl World, which does sound a bit sad when you think it's about egalitarian. it. It's yeah. equalitarian. Yeah. Fair enough. We're, we're kind of, it's a bit of a, an amazing thing. We don't really age either. It's sort of an age, yeah. So, but I learn a lot from my friends, you know, um, Scrapboy's always teaching me things and Costa's always teaching me things. My girl band, I have an old girl band and I learn from them and we just sort of explore together and learn through each other, I guess. And Very good. Yeah. Definitely about sharing information and knowledge and yeah. So what, what makes Dirt Girl the happiest when she sees <clears throat> kids doing something positive? Well, getting grubby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. Being in the dirt. That's why my name's Dirt Girl, because I love dirt. And just being outside, you know, stepping outside. That's part of why we have the grubby bucket. And so it's really easy for people to have ideas about what's fun to do outside. We just pull out a challenge. And, yeah. And the other day, actually, I met someone who made their own grubby bucket. It was really Yay. cool. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Do you, you encourage more of that? You want to see grubby buckets wherever yeah. you go? Yeah. Well, because the thing is, is that we protect what we love. That's mm-hmm. what we say in Dirt Go World. So, um, 
and that's that's why you know we do things to protect our earth is because we're connected and we love it mm-hmm. and we also um, like the idea of connecting and understanding mm-hmm. and then doing that's when you act so yeah so whenever you see kids acting on this stuff it makes dirt girl very happy absolutely Good. yeah and that's the thing if you connect and you have fun and you play then you just naturally want to protect it you know Definitely. nature first is second nature yeah nature first is second nature that's yeah really good. yeah very nice um and that's the other thing is little, you know, when you're young, there's only so much you can do about big issues. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe that little things make a big difference because when one person does something, it may seem like a little thing, but when 7 billion people do mm-hmm. something little, you know, it becomes a big thing. So, um, yeah, we definitely believe in little things make a big difference. That's fantastic. Yeah. So what are some of Dirt Girl's future plans? You know, she's traveling all around Australia at the moment. Yeah, so um, now that we have Get Grabby TV, we can rock around in the real world, which is awesome. And we actually are um, working on a, um, a project around plastic bags. Perfect. Yeah, which have become a really big issue. You know, along with climate change, we have a big plastic problem on the planet. Mm-hmm. Plastic hasn't been around for that long. Not at all. And, um, and it's become a really big problem really quickly. And so uh, we're working on a, a plastic bag project. And we also have been up in the uh, northern parts of Australia, hanging out with Indigenous rangers and finding out how they care for country. Excellent. Um, because they're traditional owners of the land, it's their land, and they come from, you know, years and years and years of knowledge and understanding. Um, so who better to protect it? That's right. Yeah, so we've been hanging out with them and that's been absolutely amazing there's so many committed hard-working amazing people caring for country in australia so yeah that was awesome heaps of awesome adventures yeah so we'll be sharing that soon we did a documentary series on that fantastic Mm. as hopefully you know this will be maybe one of the first documentaries that kids watch and they'll relate Uh, to it you know it's it's a documentary yeah documentary will kind of enter the minds of kids yeah i'm not sure if you've got documentaries in in dirt girl world but but here they're normally pretty heavy topics and it's great to get maybe kids into that type of thing from an early age yeah well it's about this was probably targeted towards families so the whole family um because some of it ties into biosecurity as Mm -hmm. well as caring for country um so yeah, so it's definitely aimed at getting communities, you know, interested in this stuff because it's their community, it's their area, and it's their country That's right. um, that they're caring for. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how communities take it. Yeah, and where it goes. Yeah, That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, third girl, I really like that you make things so accessible for kids, but you don't dumb it down so much, like. You're, kids are super used, smart. They really are. Yeah. I, I'm fully expecting some little kid, when I go back out to the Begonia Festival in a few minutes, to be, run up to me like, I learned from Dirt Girl about biosecurity. <laughs> Like the, the they, vocabulary. It's amazing how much... Yeah, that's the thing. No, we don't... We just use the words, especially in science, you know. Science is full of cool words. Absolutely. And and once you've connected it with an idea and what it means, then you usually, you know, we all forget sometimes. But it's great to learn cool words and the, word, the proper names for things, you Absolutely. know. Um, yeah, 
I love words. I'm a big word person. But yeah, the, and the thing is, is um, we we're all about the next generation because mm-hmm. at the moment we, you know, grown ups make decisions, but it's the next generation who inherit, you know, the the consequences of this current generation and so those kids you know the planet it's their future that's right yeah so it's really great it's awesome that they're interested in what we're interested in which is going outside being connected protecting what we love that's right and getting dirty in the process yeah and having so much fun this is like we just have the best time all the time I can relate to that fully. My best toy when I was a kid growing up was literally the dirt pile. My dad had a gigantic pile of dirt dig caves in it it's like bunkers for my toys and that's awesome great little forests on top of grass yeah magic see imaginary play as well it's the best there's so much you can do we don't even have to fully imagine it though when you were out backyard in the garden you're naming all your worms yeah if you're looking at one of those sort of the open air recycling at the open air worm farms yeah it's right there it's tangible you can pretend it's you know not even pretend it really is a bug city but you can, <laughs> yes. you can be watching this Pixar movie in your backyard. Yeah, that's, that's so true. That's so true. I love that. I maybe love like a like a Dirt Girl narrated film where it's just footage <laughs> from a backyard with these two worms. That's a really cool idea. Dialogue. I have to say, it is actually one of my favorite things to do is imagining what animals are thinking. Definitely. So- so I might have to do that. <laughs> Especially if I see a dog, I will just. Oh, like, definitely. I wonder. What's going on in there? Yeah, yeah. My cat last night got introduced to catnip for the first time, so we were very interested in oh. what was going on in there. <laughs> Something interesting. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I might, I might have to do that. Feel free. Take uh-huh. it away. Thank you. <laughs> it's all yours. Uh, thank you so much for spending this time with me, Dirt Girl. Thank you. I, I Thanks hope... for making your podcast. Uh, it's it's absolutely a pleasure. It really is. It actually fills me with such a sense of of actually purpose and, and fulfillment. Actually doing something, even if it's yeah. just talking to people. Yeah. This will, with this, you'll never know who it's going to inspire, but it will inspire somebody. Absolutely. Preferably, I'd love to do a, an episode all about kids and about the next generation yeah, and cool. have really like a. Uh, a dirt girl presents type yeah, show awesome. it would be great we've met some amazing um we call them green thumbs in dirt girl world or grubsters some amazing <laughs> young people lately who are doing incredible stuff some of them they just make awesome backyard obstacle courses <laughs> um cool. yeah we also met a boy recently called plastic free boy and he's doing a lot of work um around education to do with plastic That's brilliant. and he's you know 10 wow. so yeah just really really amazing young people doing cool stuff and i think that's the thing is actually hearing from young people themselves mm-hmm. you know and getting to have a say and as well because those big issues are so big with climate change and the planet um yeah just letting them do little things as they go mm-hmm. um even you know a podcast if everyone is having the conversation Definitely. as well then, the awareness yeah. is there we can do a lot more yeah and you get a feeling that you can do something that's and that's right. really important to feel hopeful that's right well props to plastic free boy that's, yeah 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 i guess with kids it's amazing because you know older people we grow up in society and then we think oh something in that society was wrong i feel guilty about it or like i've i've done the wrong thing for so long and i also feel like society is so big what can i do to change it but if you get in front of a kid and sort of say here's the right way to do things and they can see it you know they see the worm farm they're like 
this is nature. I go out in nature and everything makes sense and all fits together. Yeah. As soon as they see what the right way should be, the way society tells them to do it makes no sense at all. Like, kids are really good at being like, that's not true or that's not right. Yeah, kids so, are pretty discerning. Yeah. Definitely. So what, what you're doing, just teaching them the right way, they're just going to, I think they're going to be pretty immune to everyone who's like, oh, well, you should do it this way. It's green. No, it's not. Yeah. We don't even really think about it as the right way or the wrong way. We just think about it as how we, you know, how we do things. That's mm-hmm. like... Yeah, you just uh, once we had some plastic in Dirt Go World, plastic blow in from the Costa Vader, and yeah, it just really stood out because it so didn't fit in there. Didn't it didn't have a there. place. No. Yeah. You know, it doesn't break. This is the thing we're talking about at the moment. It doesn't break down, it breaks up. Plastic mm-hmm. breaks up. Even when it, you know, um, gets so tiny, it becomes microplastics, which yeah. some of us are eating. That's right. It doesn't change into something else. Yeah. So I think that's the thing. We just. Do it, yeah. We roll how we roll, I guess. Good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, what amazingly gracious people they both were. Thank you so much, Costa Marie, for really putting up with me. In hindsight, um, boy, I learned a lot. I think I've gotten better since then. At least one can only hope. It's good sometimes to go back and look at our early work uh, as humbling and humiliating as it sometimes can be. But honestly, looking back on that, it does make me really happy that there is really good children's television content coming out in this day and age where we've realized that it really is this next generation that's going to get hit the hardest by climate change impacts. And the children of today and adults of tomorrow need to be prepared in order to have the best chance. Costa and Dirt Girl come at this huge task, though, with such energy and sense of fun. And it was marvelous to get to see them do their thing up on stage, teaching kids composting and the joys of getting grubby. Thanks again to Costa and Dirt Girl for their time and giving it to someone who really didn't have a clue. Congratulations to Costa and the whole ABC Gardening team for their success at this year's Logie Awards. And if you want to hear more from someone who sounds suspiciously like Dirt Girl, tune in for next week's episode with Rebecca Sullivan, Damien Coulthard, and Marie Lowe's. Thanks and have a great week. And remember, if I can interview Costa, anyone can. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Climactic, the flagship podcast of the Climactic Collective, a podcast network dedicated to lifting the voices of the climate community. You can find out more about the people behind Climactic and all the shows we produce at climactic.fm. We are a social enterprise podcast network, and we greatly appreciate your support. You can find a link to our Pausable where you can support us directly in the show notes of this episode or from our website. Thank you for listening, and from the whole Climactic Collective, keep up the great work, and take care of each other in these climactic times.